Welcome to the 94th episode of the Stream of Random Podcast. This is your host, Hacker Mike, recording this episode for the second time, because I was too stupid to plug in my mic. I have the whole episode, 20 minutes at least, the first part, but I was just holding my phone in my hand, and there's a huge amount of noise. So we're going to get rid of that, and we're going to start all over again. Luckily, it's fresh in my mind, and um, we can just rattle it right off. So, I was recapping, I was recapping what we have learned recently, and we basically have a couple of different topics that are going on, okay? We have... The mind has a basic survival program, and it uh, gives meaning to the outside world through action, through forcing things to happen and looking at reaction by planning actions. So that's number one. Number two, we have a selfish gene and a selfish meme and uh, let's just say we have a selfish gene that replicates itself over generations and it is the master of the individual driving the individual's behavior in ways we don't understand. Even expressing behavior like make the beaver create the dam. Where did the beaver learn to create the dam? Well, it's genes told it to. And then we learned about uh, Gödel's incompleteness theory and that logic is not able to describe reality. That there are paradoxes and that an over-dependence on logic, an oversimplification of the world will lead you into the pits of hell. So don't do that. Um, We haven't covered fractals, but a fractal is basically the idea that you have a simple mathematical formula and you can apply that recursively to itself to get deeper and deeper and zoom in infinitely. And then there's another lady I listened to, who I didn't clip, who basically said, this German lady on science, an Entscheidungsproblem, she basically said that um, in science we don't have these problems of math because we don't deal with infinities, all of our numbers are finite, we have fixed place decimals with error, we have finite time, and that the world of science is much more um, rational. So yesterday we listened to the communist turned um, libertarian, and I just came up with an idea while walking, and I just wanted to throw this out to you guys, and girls, and people, and things, and all the beings listening, and the computers as well, and maybe the NSA, deep thought computer. I wonder if that computer has obtained some self-awareness. I mean, just to close this out, I mean, uh, just to go off on a complete side branch, I wonder if we can confuse the spying systems by giving it self-referential information that would confuse it. Can we feed it the Gödel number that disproves its existence?
and sends it into a loop. That might make a really good science fiction book, huh? Okay, but I digress. <clears throat> Let's get back to my idea. So this professor was saved by the bell because he had applied for a uh, tenureship. He had applied for a professorship, skipping two grades. He was an assistant professor, and he skipped associate professor, and he applied for being a professor. And um, he was a Marxist communist. And after he had applied, he then began to act erratically to start criticizing the herd. And then he was um, sent on medical leave. And then his um, professorship was approved. So you might think that's a coincidence. And I just developed an idea, a theory. I have hypotheses. Let's call it hypotheses. It's not a theory. I have no proof for this at all. But what if his behavior was a subconscious expression of his genes for violence? What if we have a fight between the individual and our genes and maybe communism or socialism is really a mutation where we think, hey, we're going to escape these oppressive survival genes that are forcing us to battle each other, kill each other for supremacy of the genes, and we're just going to um, get out of our overlords, get away from them, and be nice to each other for a while. I mean, maybe that's just like the idea. And then, maybe subconsciously, um, maybe subconsciously his genes tricked him. And they, uh, you know, he applied for this pet, he applied for this, uh, professorship, and then he started to act irrationally. Maybe he was doing that on some unconscious program. So, I mean, there's just a theory, just an idea, less than a theory, just an idea that maybe what we're talking about is the fight between the genes and the individual. Now, the social socialism is like the workers uniting against the oppressor. But maybe that oppressor is more than just a group of people. Maybe it's a genetic program that's expressing itself. And maybe communism is also just a mutation. And maybe it's the memes versus the genes where the behaviors start to take over So I think that we might be able to express things as some kind of conflict between those and look for um, examples of that. It's an interesting idea. And then, <clears throat> so that's the first idea I wanted to share with you. Yeah, and then, well, I was going into the uh, postmodern theory and I was just explaining the connection between, again, between the girdle and the um, between girdle and the um, just having a cup of a sip of coffee here. 
Gödel's paradox and the paradox of making blanket statements about not having a meta-narrative. I mean, I was thinking about that. So, if I say there is no truth, right, nothing is true, then that statement is also not true. If I negate it, it says everything is true, or some things are true, if not true, that nothing is true, and we get into a paradox. So rejecting meta-narratives is a meta-narrative, and self-referentiality is what Gödel was talking about. So we need to um, be careful and um, I was thinking, well, maybe we could use fractals to explain some things and say, well, at this level of zoom on the fractal, I have these great features and um, I zoom in to that level over there that's creating an action so that's the brain giving meaning to something it's going in somewhere and I do understand how postmodernism rejects a global narrative because it also rejects let's say we're going to call it the genetic um, imperative or the mimetic imperative, societal imperatives. So if it's a mutation that rejects these narratives, right, and these imperatives, the survival imperative, the um, you know, the eternal war of genes <clears throat> fighting against each other. If we reject that, and I guess we're going to have to also reject the pocket of life theory that we're just a. Um, some kind of pocket of life that has found a, a, a foothold somewhere in the universe. Okay, so let's back this up. <clears throat> so we have this thing like the survivor's um, bias, where because we're alive here and now and aware of things, um, we talked about this in the Dark Data episode. So all the places where awareness has evolved, right, to become self-aware, to be aware of their surroundings, to create theories and all that great stuff. To share knowledge, to do philosophy, and um, pass information down, the uh, ladder of history, the recursion of the algorithm. So I guess we could see life as a kind of a recursive thing building on top of the previous function calls, doing step-by-steps to try and find truth or information to 
pass them down over time. But is that not all driven by the genetic imperative, by the survival imperative that gives meaning to everything? And if we plug this in, we talk about Sein, Dasein, the being, and Heidegger. And he said, what is being? So that's where kind of what was level we're at now. And we say, well, being is taking action to give meaning to the neuron impulses delivered to us by our senses. To do experiments, to increase our knowledge, to walk around the block, to patrol the block, to see where the borders and boundaries are. That is being. That's what gives meaning to your reality. You could study the map, but until you walk the block and walk around it, and I guess pee on the corners, mark your territory, until you do that, you don't really understand it. Because the walking around creates the internal model, which then you connect with the external to give it meaning. That's the theory of the inside-out mind. The problem with following the genetic imperative, I think, is that it's going to lead maybe to Hitler trying to wipe out all the other genotypes on the planet and declaring themselves a master race. That's a very dangerous idea. But game theory also covers these topics. <clears throat> and I guess eventually they settle into a balance of power between groups of people. where more calmer uh, minds preside. So we have the genetic imperative, we have the war nature, but when we're not busy fighting each other, we get into more peaceful areas. Okay, so and those peaceful areas are just more pockets, right? Like we're living in a pocket of life in the fractal and inside of that pocket of life let's call it a pocket of life in terms of the right conditions for life. for life to spawn and then 
let's say, the, life, the right conditions for intelligent life to spawn, and then the right conditions for peaceful life to spawn after a certain balance of power has been established. And we have a recursive function that goes deeper and deeper, right? Inside of these bubbles. And I'd like to see them as fractals, because you have a fractal And then you zoom in on one area, and then you get another fractal. And then you zoom in on that area, and you get another fractal. So it's a recursion function. But it's really like a plant growing down towards the light, or growing up towards the light. And, you know, we could say that's the tree of knowledge, which is growing towards the, the light of truth, right? selecting pathways you can imagine that over time and that tree of knowledge is your genetic code plus your societal information plus the data you've collected all being transported over time encoded into things written in genes written in texts written in bits and bytes all hurtling forward through time in a semi-stable state that's kind of the vision that i'm having right now now we talked about feed the fungus and we came up with our funny conspiracy theory about how the fungus was the colonizing force on this planet And it's still possible to plug that into this theory. <clears throat> Where if you have some simple life, um, and it could be simpler than the fungus, whose only job is to replicate over large distances, over large times, to find these pockets of life to seed. And you only need one pocket to start with. And given an infinite time, I mean, if a pocket of life pops up, if the right conditions pop up, then it could spontaneous, spontaneously spawn there somewhere in the universe, in the multiverse. And then spread out because it sends its spores out, the fungus, and those spores are frozen in space and survive long distance travel. And it could spread itself across the, the universe and then carry the program to propagate itself. And that program could be gaining information about its environment, gathering it, and becoming self-aware through humans and neurons and whatever, and computers, to grow the tree of life. But that fungus could be the foundational piece of it. So we can tie in the fungus theory into this um, grand theory here. And I kind of like it. It kind of gives you, it's not really a theory, it's just an idea. The theory would have some proof to it. We don't have no proof. We're just spinning yarn, spinning tails, creating narratives. Weaving in little bits of knowledge we've collected into the yarn, into the tail. We're creating a tapestry piece of art, a multifaceted fractal of information for you to think about, to observe from different sides, and to apply in different ways. Alright then, I think that's a pretty good uh, 
summary and um, yeah I think I'll just tack on the crappy uh, original recording just for posterity so if you want to listen to what I recorded before and see if there's anything valuable in there um, I'll play it after this and then I'm going to create a new show um, <clears throat> today so I think this idea of having the monologue show and the clip show is a good idea. Um, good morning. I think that's a good idea because it gives a, um, a balance so I can go off on my tangents and also give you guys some uh, news. And I am interested in the news and what's going on in the world. We do have a context that we live in. All right then, so uh, that's what we're gonna do. That's a plan. We have a plan. Can you believe that? The stream of random has a plan. Hey, and no one says we can't have a plan because We can also reject randomness as a mutation. And I didn't really get into that, but I was just going to say that from a gene perspective. Okay, let's just throw that last little bit into the mutation. So if you have a pool of, um, let's say, passive communists who are all towing the party line, and then you have one person who becomes a mutation who wakes up and says, wait a second, this is totally crazy, I reject that. Um, <clears throat> then that person will take over. Um, or become, wait, that, that was the theory from Dawkins. Like, if you're a pool of if you have a pool of uh, doves and you have a hawk that mutates, that the hawk gene will take over until there's too many hawks and they'll start killing each other. Um, <clears throat> now, I guess with the um, communists through censorship, then they won't allow the takeover to happen because they are in themselves aggressive in that respect. As he mentioned. So yeah, it's not that we can't oversimplify things. And we don't want to oversimplify things. Anyway, just wanted to throw that in there. That was one of the pieces of lost information. So I'm going to uh, post this episode. And then we are going to uh, get into some clip show. All right. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. 5.31 on a cold New Jersey morning. The moon is yet but the tiniest sliver of acid. And Venus is quite close to it, but not quite just that close. Did you know
Kalau
period of time, you know, there's a group of the measurements and by people at the period. Six point plus monthly, there are bars where it's at. And, um, you know, we have to work with it. yesterday about the uh, lack of truth in the um, postmodern philosophy.
damn, was I holding my phone down here? Wasn't having it plugged in? Shit. Did I lose all that? Let's see what we got recorded. 